Praise God. Are we ready to hear the word of God? Only four or five years. Are we ready to hear the word of God? May it be according to what you have confessed in Jesus' name. Most of the problems at home, where do they begin? Here comes Brother Claudia again. Most of the problems in your house, where does it begin? Food. Thank you, Brother Franklin. It begins with food, correct? Most of our problems, it begins with food. What else? Where does problem begins? Problem begins mainly in a family when the man of the house wants to have his way. When the man of the house thinks that he knows everything and he says it should be this way. And suddenly the woman comes along and says, darling, who said that? Don't you think I'm equal with you? Don't you think I also have the spirit of God just like you? Don't you think I also walk under the same anointing like you? Don't you think I attend all the women's fellowship? Don't you think I attend uh, intercession? So she wants to, and she says, it is, I think it is my way also. So now we have two ways. And then comes slowly the third way. The children are a little grown up. And they say, mom and dad, you're getting old now. The gray hairs are on you. You forget what you even said 10 minutes earlier. So why not we have it our way? NG4C, am I right? So then it is, let us have it our way, mom and dad. Because your ways sometimes do not work. And we know what you are. And do you know your children, parents? Do you know your children know who you are? Whether you're waiting upon God, whether you are prayer, whether you are reading the word of God, whether you are walking with God, do you know that? Don't think your children don't know that. And when they see mom and dad not walking in the ways of God, they come up with their plans now. And they say, mom and dad, let us have our plans. And as things go by, the neighbors are now watching. And the neighbors say, why not we, why don't you try our plans? So you find that now the neighbors want to give you plans. So all along, it is somebody wants to plan for you. And God is not in the picture. So today I'm titling it as my part two of those of you who were here on Vigil Night. Excellent men, Vigil Night. I did part one on God's plan for your life. That's what I did, part one. And I'm doing part two for those of you who are here today. Uh, I'm sorry that the women missed it on that day. I'm doing part two today on God's plan for your life. Tell your neighbor, God has a plan for you. Neighbor, have you told that person back again, God has a plan for you? I'm taking this from the book of Judges chapter 7, verses 1 to, 2, 1 to 23. As soon as possible, I'll try to cover this from Judges 7, verses 1 to 23, we are going to look at. But before that, we let us read a scripture from James chapter 4. Is KB around? James chapter 4, verses 13 to 17. James chapter 4, verses 13 to 17. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Didn't all of you say that when you were coming to Oman? Did anybody say you're coming for picnic? All of you said we are going to make money. Okay? That's what James is talking to us. Then, verse 14, why do you not even know 
what will happen tomorrow what is your life you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes you are here in oman for a little while and then you have to see you don't want to say vanish <laughs> you see all of you want strong pillars put in the chain get stuck here don't move me god i will not listen to this the bible says this you are here for a moment and then you have to vanish okay instead you ought to say if it is the lord's will we will live and do this and that so every time you say something you must make sure to say add it if it is the lord's will we will do this and we will do that never said i know of a mighty man who made a statement i will stay in this country for another 30 to 40 years and in one month's time the man was shifted from here i walked with that man he made a statement i will be here for another 20 to 30 years got to come away because he never put god into the picture no matter what you do put god into that picture and god will bless it in jesus name and 16 as it is you boast and you brag how many of us do that we boast and we brag what is our boasting my children have achieved this it's not wrong but god is not glorified in your boasting have you noticed that god is not glorified in your boasting you say your children did this you say you built a house you bought land you bought this you bought that and all the boasting takes place and god is not glorified in that and if you're boasting boast in the lord amen anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and does not do sin you see when you are blessed and you come into this land there is something good that you ought to do you need to find out what is that good you need to do not just for you and your family but there is something outer court outer than your family there is something good you need to do all within the body of christ there is something good you need to do find out what that good is in the sight of god the lord will lead you to do the right thing and then when you do that whatever you came into this land will be blessed in jesus name Amen. you seen it a simple verse expound on it and you will prosper in jesus name Amen. in these verses james counsels men against foolishly making decisions and considering and not considering the will of god all james is saying that you and i can make plans must make plans but we must have god in that plan amen simple but we as humans we like to make our own plans don't we the moment you even go out of church you will be planning with somebody for something you can leave this premises and you can be planning but you whatever you do always remember god has the ultimate and the last say in it in luke chapter 5 verses 4 and 8 we are not going to read it just you can take down the scripture we see peter had planned for fishing for that night peter thought okay let us go for fishing and peter went out with his friends for fishing toiled 
all night. All the night they toiled. They went into the deep water. But when Jesus told them, Peter, go more deeper. Go more deeper. And when Peter went deeper, the plan that Peter had for that night was totally changed because he obeyed the voice of Jesus and he got a great catch of fish. Amen? What does that teach us? When we learn to wait and hear the word of God, wait and hear the word of God, he will bless the work of our hands. Thank you for that. Amen. Number two, Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 and 23, we see when Jesus told the disciples that he was going to die, Peter was having a different plan for Jesus. Can you imagine now Peter having a plan for Jesus? Peter thought that his plan was better than the plan that the Lord was making for himself. Jesus had to rebuke Peter immediately. Peter found out later when Jesus went to the cross, that the plan that Jesus had was the best plan for humanity, not just for Peter, not just for the disciples, but even for you and me. Amen? Are you trying to push the Lord to accept your plan? Pay attention. Are you trying to push the Lord to accept your plan? Are you willing to wait for him to direct your path? Most of us, we take our plans to God. It's better to go to God and say, God, what are the plans you have for me? I want to walk in that path. Because our plans are only for today. We, can't, we, do, we do not know what lies ahead of us. So it's better whenever you go to the Lord, Lord, I have these plans. These are what I made. But I will lay it aside if you show me your plans, Lord God. I would rather obey your plans. Because they are the best for me in Jesus' name. Third, in 2 Samuel 17, when Goliath saw David coming to him in battle, Goliath made plans to kill David and throw his carcass to the scavengers of the field. That was the plan Goliath seen David. But when that stone sunk deep into Goliath's forehead, and before he could reach the ground... Goliath would have realized that God had a better plan for David. I don't know what Goliath is up to against you. And there are many Goliaths that are, that are coming against you. My brother Jignesh, every Goliath that rises against you will be destroyed in Jesus' name, my brother. Just keeping brother Jignesh in, in, in contact. If there is a Goliath in your office, go to the Lord. Pick up one stone. Now, don't take a real stone. And don't say, Brother Claudie told me to take a stone and take a big stone. Don't do all that. When I say take a stone, go to the word of God and say, thus says the Lord. You might come to me in your God's name, but I will come to you in the name that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, you Goliath will bow. Amen. Amen. My fourth thing is, it's taken from Numbers chapter 13 and, verse, and chapter 14. When Israel sent spies into Canaan and saw the giants that are living there, they made plans to find themselves a leader and go back to where they came. They made those plans, not realizing they were going totally contrary to what God was having for them. But over 40 years... As each one died, one by one in the wilderness, 
they learned in a very late stage that God had the best plan because of their disobedience. They died in the desert. Don't disobey God and make your own plans to run back to Egypt. Egypt might look sweet, might taste sweet, but it will not last sweet forever. Amen? Amen? Brethren, never doubt God's plan for your life. Obey God in faith. Enter your Canaan land. Your land is waiting for you to conquer. But the problem is we are very happy with where we are. God has kept a plan for us. Take it in faith. If God has asked you to enter that land, go forth in faith. Don't hold on to what you have now. Don't hold on. Let go. Let go. And go into your promised land in Jesus' name. God will make every crooked path straight for you in Jesus' name. Lastly, one more person. We find Saul, who had plans to just go and look for his daddy's donkey. That was the plan that Saul had when he sent out from his house. But least did Saul ever realize that God was waiting with a master plan for this man to make him from a donkey seeker into a king to rule God's people. Look at that. I do not know what you're seeking tonight. Each of you are seeking for something. You have left your house. Maybe when you're going from work today, you are asking God, God, I'm going out seeking for my donkey. But I want you to put your donkey aside and say, God, just as Samuel met Saul and anointed Saul, anoint me today, Father, that you will give unto me what is rightfully mine in Jesus' name. I want to say something very important. I say this because I have walked this journey for the last 34 years in this land. I own nothing. I possess nothing. Nothing. But I, I my wife, have learned to lay everything at his feet. We just live one day at a time. I stand here only by the grace of God. And only by the power of God I stand here. Not anything of my own. And that's the reason I can, I can strongly say every time I have tasted him. And we have found that he is good. And he is sweeter than honey. Amen. No matter what be your situation. No matter what be your struggle. If you put your hope in God, he will never let you down. Maybe you might be in prison for a short time. Maybe you might lose your job for a short time. Maybe you might be sick for a, for a short time. But the ultimate, God will turn it around for you in Jesus' name. The ultimate, whatever situation you are now, do not look at it. Look at the greater picture that God has in store for you and for your family. There is a great picture. God is no man's debtor. If you have been serving God faithfully, that faithful God will answer you in Jesus' name. No matter what be your situation, learn to trust Him today. Because He is the true and the living God. Amen? I wanted to sing the song. Is it okay if we could just sing the verse? Brother Cecil, come take over here. I surrender, I surrender all. Do you know that? 
Just let us sing that chorus. And I want you to stand up for a minute. And no matter what be your situation, I want you to tell it to the Lord. Lord, I surrender. I, I surrender all. Whatever be it, just surrender it to the Lord. I surrender all. All to Thee, my, my blessed Savior, I surrender One more time. Just mean it to the Lord and say, God, I surrender it. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Thee. All to Thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender Just take one minute. Close your eyes before God. We don't have to wait for the end. He is here. His presence is here. What more do you need? If the presence of the Lord is here, it's enough for you. Just lay it and say, God, everything that troubles me, I surrender. I lift my hands to you, Lord God. The situation seems bad. The situation seems hopeless. The situation seems everything is chaos. But I surrender it into your throne room of grace. And Father, every hand that has been raised and every heart that has bowed to you, Father, I pray that you will answer their request today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Getting to my message. Today I would like to take one example the example of Gideon and his army that went into battle, Gideon made a master plan to fight an army. He knew if he didn't fight this army, they are going to be destroyed. So he made a plan to go and he was deciding, but God intervened in it. I would like us to consider this thought for today. I want you to tell your neighbor one more time, God has a plan for you today. Say it in faith. Say it in faith. God has a plan for you today. Amen? Let's learn a lesson today. God's plan may not be the easiest plan. You accept that? It may not be the easiest plan. We always think that God will give us an easy plan. No. That's not how he operates. It may not even be the most popular plan also. The most popular plan, that is also not God's way. It may not even seem like the smartest plan. It might even seem as the most dumbest plan also sometimes. Because in our understanding, God, this will never work. And we are going to see it in the life of Gideon. This is not going to work. This is a dumb plan. And maybe this is not from you also, God, we will think. But God always has the best plan for you and me. The best plan. My point one is let us see how God works his plans in our life. Let us go to see how God works his plans. And the first part is God always has a different plan than what we have. Always. 
God's plan is never the way you plan it. Gideon planned to march with 32,000. That was his plan. 32,000. But God had a different plan. Normally, when we make plans, and all of us do it, we all make plans. What do we do? When we make plans, we make sure that the plan benefits us, favors us. Am I right? If the plan doesn't favor us, we are not going to make that plan. That's human nature, correct? It is human nature. But before we were born, God had a plan for you and for me. God had a master plan for us. His ways are not our ways. His ways, our ways are not his totally. He does totally different. David was a shepherd boy and David was very happy taking care of his daddy's sheep. He was very happy. But that young shepherd boy never knew that God was having a mighty plan for him. Do you know that? When Saul ruled only for two years and sinned, God raised up this young child to take that place. So God thought of David even before he was born. Read the scriptures. How long was Saul king? How long? Talk to me. I love you. Even if you say one year, I will accept it. Was not Saul 40 years as a king? Only one is nodding the head. How many years was Saul king? 40 years, correct? How many years was David king? Yes, Wendy? You're not reading your scriptures. The moment Saul sinned, God created David in his mother's womb to become king. Go read the scriptures. When David was a young man, at the age of 30, he became king. But he was anointed when he was 14 itself. He waited. Don't underestimate when you look at your children. God has got a mighty plan for them and for you. Maybe somewhere, some elder, some pastor, some teacher has sinned somewhere. God is raising up your child to be a leader there. So when you look at your child, he might be just grazing goats and sheep. But when you look at him, look at him through the eyes of God. There's a mighty plan in that child. Amen. Job was a man who was very wealthy, very happy. He wanted to just worship God, live a happy life. That was what he wanted. But God had a different plan for this man. So that the ultimate God can be glorified through that man's life. Amen. Maybe you are happy with your wife enjoying, want to live a wealthy life, but God has a different plan. Are you willing to lay that before God's? Joseph and Mary had a beautiful plan. Let us get married, have a nice family, have a baby, and we will go on. But God intervened and he says, I've got a master plan for you. I'm going to bring the Savior through you. Amen. What a beautiful thing of all of you youngsters who are planning for marriage in the future. God is going to bring forth a mighty deliverer, a mighty prophet, a prophetess, a pastor, an evangelist through you in Jesus' name. That should be your hope for your children. Don't look at your children and think you're good for nothing. Look at them and say you're good for everything that God has created you for. Amen. Saul of Tarsus had plans to destroy Christianity. But God had a different plan for him and for his church. Those of them who are outside trying to destroy you, 
pray for them. That same person who is trying to harm you, God will raise them in your place to serve God. Amen? Jonah had beautiful plans because he knew these people will never change. He knew those people will never change. And he says, let me go. But God had a mighty plan through this one man's life that an entire city turned. I don't know, maybe when you look at our Arab brothers and the way they behave, and you think there is no, there's no deliverance for this person, but God can use you again to turn these people around to God for the glory of God alone. Don't despise them. I know many of us despise our cousins. Don't do that. The same person you despise, God will send you forth to give the message to them. Few amens. Luke chapter 22, verses 42. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. I don't know what cup are you holding on right now. I do not know the cup of suffering that you are taking now. I don't know in which garden of Gethsemane you are sitting and weeping before your father. Maybe night, morning, noon, you're crying to him and you're waiting. Make this as a prayer and say, God, let not my will, but let your will be done in this. Amen. And God will answer you in Jesus' name. The second point is, God always confirms his plan. Please pay attention. I think those of you who have done experiencing God, mind of Christ, God always confirms his plan. You know why we don't hear? Do you know why? Because we are not walking with the Lord. If a Christian comes and says, I do not know the plan of God, I will ask you straight away, are you walking with him? We had a beautiful time when, uh, when the council uh, met and when pastor was talking, are you in page with God? Are you in line with God? As Brother Francis spoke a few weeks ago, I will ask you, are you in line with God? And if you are in line with God, you will know the will of God. Amen? Number one, we must understand very carefully. In Judges chapter 7, verses 9 to 14, I will not read it, but just for you to understand. Here we see Gideon has been seen with 32,000 men and an army. And that army was reduced to 300. He was getting ready to attack the force that was much larger than him and larger than the army that he had. But God is not asking many of you to leap in the dark. God will never ask you to leap in the dark. He will only ask you to take a leap of faith. Amen? When Gideon heard about the dream in verses 13 and 14, his faith was stirred up. Ask God, God reveal to me through dreams, Father that my faith can stir up in what situation I'm going through. When it comes to you and me, the Lord expects you and me to walk in obedience to his will. First thing, learn to obey God, then you will learn to hear from God. You understood that? Only obedience will open our ears to hear from God. Disobedience will make our ears open to the enemy. Number one, God speaks through his word. We know that. Number two, God speaks through his spirit. 
we are saying this in the experiencing god class third god speaks through other believers and last god speaks through circumstances and in last vigil night i encouraged you three forms of prayers number 1 those who are here for vigil night personal prayer number 2 family prayer and number 3 sleeping prayer corporate prayer thank you brother rajesh you need these three prayers your personal prayer he will talk to you through family prayer he will reveal to you and when you come in corporate prayer when brethren join together you might get your word through a prophecy somebody will speak out to you amen you need these three very important if you let go of one you can miss out god has something to tell you now the third point is in order to know god's will it re- in order to know god's will it requires faith and patience prayer faith patience and prayer my my second and my third point is god's plan is always very simple and clear god's plan is always very simple and very clear there's no doubt that you can say i can't understand i do not understand gideon's men were to surround the enemy very simple go and surround he never said anything else number 2 300 men against 135000 they were to sound the trumpet shout the battle cry break the little clay jar containing the candle god said if they do this victory is there simple clear instruction nothing no rocket scientist in this you have to go up the rocket go to the moon land walk in the speed nothing like that brethren in natural this plan looked like the most foolish plan imagine if today we have to go fight a war against let us assume pakistan i hope i'm not offending any pakistanis here okay how many of us are here today should be assess did you count how many were here 100 let us assume we are 100 and we have to go against pakistan and god told us to do this take a jar take a candle put it in the jar go cry your battle cry will we do it we'll tell pastor abraham you go you take the elders take pastor sean he is the uh, battle warrior take him and go pastor sean will blow the trumpet you lead we'll all stand back and then suddenly you'll come catch me also you also elder go with pastor you always pastor 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 you also go with you say and you'll go to some timbuktu true correct it looked like as if the most foolish plan god are you so giving us the most foolish plan god are you giving us a suicide plan we are going into a battleground to be murdered god are you making the dumbest plan think think natural let us look natural taking jars and going to fight not even with a sword and he says go to the battleground i will give you victory <laughs> what's wrong with him it looked like the most dumbest plan this plan would never work in the natural there's something had to be supernatural in this plan in order for it to work if gideon and his men were not willing to obey god and follow do you know what would have been the consequences of those disobedience they would have lost their lives their families also would have been killed in the near future 
because the army was ready to attack them in the near future. There are times when the Lord will lead us in directions you never imagined. I want to tell you this. Pay attention. There will be times that God will lead you in directions that you never imagined. Be sensitive to his call. Number one, be willing to obey. Many of us, God calls us, we are not sensitive. And we are not willing to obey. We are not obedient. That's the biggest problem with us because we do not want to launch out in faith. I don't know who you are. But the Lord knows and the Lord is telling you, launch out in faith and I will go with you. I will go before you. I will make every dry portion green for you in Jesus' name. Just as Abraham walked forth in faith. Imagine leaving his land. Imagine leaving his family and going forth in, in faith. The safest place for you and I to ever be is to be in the presence of God no matter where, even in the lion's den. The safest place. Amen. My second point is, what is required to fulfill God's plan? What is required to fulfill God's plan? If you are going to walk in this plan, three steps are required to fulfill it. Number one, total surrender. Tell your neighbor, total surrender. Now tell yourself now. We like to tell neighbors, but we don't like to tell ourselves. Tell yourself, I will surrender totally. And those of you who have said it, may that be your portion in Jesus' name. When Gideon learned that the fight was not about Gideon, when he learned about that, when Gideon learned that the fight was not about his army, when Gideon learned that the fight was not about the enemy, then he realized the fight is my God. Amen? This battle is about my Lord. Gideon had to come to a place that he was willing to lay down his plans. Are you willing to lay down no matter what plans you have today. I want to beseech you in the name of Jesus. All of you here sitting have made plans. Today is the day. Take that plan and lay it at his feet. And say, God, I have made many plans in my life. I am going to come to the altar and lay it before you, Lord God. If that plan is a good plan and if that plan is what you want, bless it. If not, give me a different plan. It might seem the dumbest plan. It might seem the plan that nothing will not work, but if it's your plan, it will work for me in Jesus' name. This is what the Lord still requires from us who are willing to walk in his perfect will. Are you willing to surrender your plan today to him? And if you are willing to surrender your plan, say amen. amen. One more time, are you willing to surrender your entire plan for you and your household to Jesus today. Amen. Today you have surrendered your plan. I do not know what it is. And I don't know why God made me speak the second time. Night vigil only I spoke, but God gave me the second time. Once he has spoken, twice you have heard. So there is something that God is ministering to us today. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. We all know it very well. And we know, can we read it together? And we know all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. One more scripture. I want you to hold on to these two scriptures. When I was going through horrible times, still going through, 
I am not worried. My God is with me. The safest place that I and my family can be is in the presence of God. Amen? Because I know all things are working for my good. All things. And the same. That's the reason I'm speaking the scripture because I'm walking the scripture right now. I'm not telling you any fairy tale. Second scripture, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Hold on to the scripture also. Can we say it together? For I know the plans I have for you. Tell your neighbor. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Tell your neighbor. Plans to give you hope and a future. Receive that in Jesus' name today. You are going to receive a plan to prosper you. A plan with hope. A plan with a future for you in Jesus' name. My second point, next point is, we've seen total surrender. And now the second point is total obedience. Total obedience. For God's plan to succeed, Gideon and his army had to submit totally to God's plan. When you obey God partially, you will get destroyed. Because partial obedience is total disobedience. Gideon had to watch when his 22,000 men went away. He had to watch when his 9,700 men went away. And they went with their weapons. He had nothing left with his 300 men. Gideon and the 300 men remained. But they were obedient to whatever God was going to instruct them. Amen. Sometimes you may not like what the Lord is telling you to do right now. You may not like it, but I will encourage you, do it anyway. Amen? Do it. Obedience is important to the Lord. 1 Samuel 15, 22. But Samuel replied, Does not the Lord delight in burnt offering and sacrifice as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice. To eat is better than the fat of rams. My third point, we've seen Total surrender, we've seen total obedience in the sight of God, and you need great faith. I will not use the word simple faith. I will not use the word faith as a mustard seed, because when you look at this, you don't need faith as a mustard seed here. You need real great faith to fight this battle. Amen? Why I'm saying that, I'll show you. If Gideon and his army were to experience victory, they would have to first humble themselves under God's hand. No matter whatever you want to do, go today, go to a quiet room, close the door behind the wall. Don't let anybody see you. Go before God and bow before and say, God, I'm going to humble myself today. Maybe I was arrogant all along. I trusted in my qualification. Don't trust in your qualification. Your qualification is nothing. Your qualification is nothing. They will take you and put somebody who has no qualification in your place. Do you know that? And that's what is happening. They will take somebody who has no qualification, even not 1% of what you have, and they will replace you. So it is not your qualification. It is not your ability. It is not your intellect that is going to carry you through this journey. It is only the presence of God that is going to carry you through this journey in Jesus' name. 
So no matter what be it that you are holding on, lay it aside and say, God, if you do not go with me, I will not go out. Amen? Let us look at the thing, great faith. Number one, he took great faith for the 300 men to go against 135,000, number one. It took great faith for them to take no weapons into this battleground. Imagine going to battle without any weapons. It took great faith for them to blow the trumpet. What would have happened? Just imagine in the natural, you're going to the enemy camp and you're blowing the trumpet. They will know where you are. Is that not dumb? I go and blow the trumpet. They will shoot me. Bang, dead. This is God's plan. Blowing the trumpet. Number two, not only that, it took great faith for them to break the jar where the light was inside. The enemy will know their face. Ah, this is Indian. It's coming to Pakistan. Shoot him. Bang. Immediately they will know. It's natural, correct? Having the lamp, the torch, breaking it, and you can see my face. Who won't kill you? Anybody will kill you in the battleground. But God answered their faith by giving them victory because of their obedience. Amen? Only because of their obedience. I want to encourage you today. If you are obeying God and walking faithfully in God, He will never let you down in Jesus' name. No matter what be your situation, you can go into the battleground, take your jaw, go to the enemy's camp, Break the jar and let them see your, your face and they will run elter-skelter in your presence because the anointing of God is going to go before you. Amen? Amen? Brethren, if you are going to see God's best plan for your life, you must have faith in no matter whatever you're going to launch out in. Amen? God always honors faith because faith always honors God. I don't know who said it from this pulpit. I've just taken it from them. God always honors faith because faith honors God. Write the scripture down on your wall, on your doorpost, in your house. My third point. The result of, of your obedience to God's plan. The result, what will be the result of your obedience to the plan of God. Here is the final I'm coming to. Number one, when Gideon and his people submitted to God's plan, they found the glory of God was the result of it. Amen? My first point on that, verses 21 and 22, your enemy will be defeated in Jesus' name. No matter what be your enemy, the result of obedience. The result of obedience. Tell your neighbor, the result of obedience. Your enemy will be defeated. No matter whoever he is. No matter which direction he comes. He will be defeated in Jesus' name. The Midianites and the Amalekites turned on one, to one on each other. Every enemy that comes against you will fight against themselves and destroy themselves. This is the word of God. I am not telling fairy tales. This is the word of God. Israel saw their enemies defeated because Israel learned to follow God. But you know the sad story about Israel? 
When they followed God, God gave them victory. The moment they got victory, they forgot about God. How many of us are here today? Before you can enter this land, you made promises to God. I will walk before you. I will be faithful. I will read the Bible 10 times. Maybe my cousins will read it five times. I will read it 10 times. I will give double my offering. You made all these promises. And the moment you've seen that fullus going into your pocket, you forgot all your promises. The moment that bank account raised, 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 every promise of God you forgot. How many of you promised God, I will tell about you to everyone around me? I will tell. I have this for my next message, but I will give it to you. Take an appetizer. You want, you came, you want to evangelize Oman, correct? How many want to evangelize Oman? See, no hands here, I can see. Okay, thank God. You want to evangelize Oman, Correct? Do you know God has already given you the spirit of evangelism? Do you know where? Now, let us take one example. Brother Franklin, I love you. Just stand up for one second, brother. How many, how many of our cousins are right around you at your workplace? Approximately. Five? Fifteen. Fifteen. Thank you, brother. Brother. DJ. Anyone? Ah, Thambi. Yes, thank you, brother. How many of our cousins are right around you in your workplace? Thank you, thank you. Please sit there. That is your evangelism area. You don't have to go carry the Bible and preach. Go live Christ there. And they will ask you, who is this God you're worshipping? Bring them here. We are talking about year of evangelism now. Who is living Christ in your workplace? They by now, let me ask you, they by now should say, who is this God you're worshipping? I'll give you a small testimony, not, not for the glory of myself, but for the glory of God, I'm going to give it to you. Last Thursday, while I was talking to my students, our cousins, I have 17 of them, and I was giving the testimony of who he is. One of my students jumped up from his seat, and he says, teacher, from today onwards, I will not do the wrong that I'm doing, teacher. I will do what is right. After him, three other students jumped up and said, teacher, we will also do the right thing, teacher. What made them do that? Not Claudie. It's the presence of God. If the presence of God is there wherever you are, your area of evangelism is already taking place. Just live Christ and they will tell you. How many believers say that? Let me ask you a question. Don't, I'm not trying to insult you. How many are willing to will, jump up and say, Brother Claudie, I will sin no more. I will not talk about my brothers or my sisters. I will love the Lord from today onwards. We don't want to do it. Because immediately pastor will think, oh, he is a sinner. That's the reason he's saying this. We don't want to do it. We don't want anyone to know who we are. And yet we want Oman to be evangelized. And yet we, we are praying. And the prayer team, they are, they, are, they are breaking through the darkness to get these people. But we are supposed to live Christ there. Are we living Christ? That's the question I want to ask you today. Is the power of God right around you in your workplace? That people will come to you and say, 
I want to change my life. I want to change my life. I want to challenge you today. I don't know what plans you are making. Make one plan. God, I want to be in the center of your plan. No matter what the plan is, I will be in the center of your plan, Lord. And everything will turn around for you in Jesus' name. The next point is, the glory and the honor will belong to God alone. Tell your neighbor, all glory and honor will belong to God alone when my enemy is defeated. Do you know why these men did nothing extraordinary? They never lifted up a sword. They just shouted. I don't know what the battle cry. The Bible is silent there of the battle cry. And I don't want to go into it. I know it's a battle cry. If we are to make a battle cry today, maybe I'll call Pastor Sean, I don't know. Maybe a battle cry song. And who knows, as we, we sing that battle cry song today, we will find our enemies are going to be defeated today. And all glory and honor will belong to God and God alone. Amen. Amen. I'll leave you with two scriptures. And then maybe as the Spirit of the Lord led me to call Sean, Pastor Sean's name. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. The Bible says, So whatever you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of today. Make this as a promise. No matter what you do, you will only do it for the glory of God. No matter what happens to you, do it for the glory of God. Amen. A second scripture I leave with you today. Matthew chapter 5 verse 9, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. That's exactly what I shared with you today. Let our cousins see the good deeds in your life. No matter wherever you are. Your Jerusalem, your Judea, your Samaria, the place where you work is your mission field. Let them see your good works. And let them fall prostrate before God to say truly, the child of God is in this place. Amen. Amen. Is God messing around with your plans? Is there anyone you feel God is messing around with your plans? Nobody? Oh, thank you, Jesus. We are all very holy today. He has the best plan for you, my brothers and sisters. I do not know what you're going through. God has got the best plan. Two more scriptures I will leave with you. The best plan that God got for you. I don't know if there's anybody in our midst and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have not given your life. You have come to church. You, you think you are saved. You think you are saved. Oh, you are saved. But now you are walking totally in disobedience. You were saved. You gave your life. You were walking right. But somewhere down the line, the things of the world took you away from him. You are doing things that you want to do. And you think you're doing right. But deep in you, the Spirit of God is speaking to you today and saying, come back home. I'll give you two scriptures for this. Let us turn quickly to John chapter 14, verse 6, and see what the Spirit of God says. Jesus answered in John chapter 14, verse 6. I am the way, 
and the truth and the life to everyone who has gone away from him. You are thinking that you alone are the truth. You think that you alone are the way. But Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. One more scripture for you. If you have gone far away from him, today is the day you can come back. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. You can only be saved by the name of Jesus and Jesus alone. If all along you have been coming to church and if you have not given your life or you felt that you gave your life but you have gone away, do you know even if you are angry with somebody that you love, you are backslidden? Do you know that? You can come back to God and say, God, I was always angry with the person I loved. I even cursed that person. I even said bad things about that person. I want to come back home. I want today, those of you who have children, you do not know what the plans you have for your children, no? Come today, let these men of God pray for the, your children and for you that God's will will be established in their lives. That God's plan alone, God's plan alone will be established. And then those of us who are elders, come with simple obedience. God, I have made different plans. Yes, pastor, it's all yours. I have made different plans. I come back today. And no matter what plan I made, I'm going to give it to you. And these men of God will pray. Hallelujah. Let's be on our feet. Let's lift up our hands and acknowledge the supremacy of God tonight over every situation. God that is awesome. God that is more than enough. God with whom nothing shall be impossible.
forward and as a, as our pastor continues to worship come quickly no matter what be your plans and I believe that everyone should be at the altar because we all have some plan or the other bring your children you come and let the men of God pray don't look at them as cell leaders look at them as anointed men of God these are the second line of leadership that are going to take over very soon
Yes, I am. 
appreciate him for what he has done tonight. Somebody lift up your voice. Thank you, Lord, for this victory hour. Thank you, Lord, for this victory hour. I know the destiny of my children is secure today. Thank you, Lord. Are you giving him thanks? I know my children will excel. I know they shall fulfill destiny. I know every concern in my heart for them shall be taken care of by the Lord. I know that these children shall be great. I know that they shall fulfill destiny. Are you giving him thanks for what he has done tonight? The destiny molder has touched everyone tonight. Give him thanks and give him praise. Give him all the worship. Appreciate him. Celebrate him. Jesus, we love you. We acknowledge all you have done tonight. Glory, glory to your name. In Jesus' precious name. I'd like us to know that following God's plan for our lives is the best that can happen to us. Grace to follow him. In every area, receive it tonight. Why do we need grace? Because like we have been told, following God is Amen. It is not a walk in the park. In fact, it is not for lazy Christians. Amen. Now Daniel followed God into the lion's den. <laughs> That's how tough it can be. <laughs> the Hebrew boys followed God into the fire. That's how tough it can be. Praise God. We need grace to follow God. Lift up your hands and take grace tonight. Lord, grace to follow you to the end. What is happening notwithstanding, I take that grace tonight. Come on, somebody take grace. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace. All manner of death encompassed him. God brought him out. Lord, I take grace tonight to follow you to the end. What is happening notwithstanding, I take grace. I take grace tonight not to crash it. Not to turn back in the day of battle. Not to turn back when the warfare is fiercest. Lord, I take grace. I take grace tonight in Jesus' precious name. Following God requires your cooperation. Amen. There are no irresponsible Christians. Praise the Lord. Everyone that we follow God must accept responsibility for their lives to play their part to make it work. Praise God. Amen. No, the Bible says, when thou hast found it, Jesus said, seek. Amen. You have a part to play. Knock. You have a part to play. For he that seeketh, findeth God's will for his life. You always have, you always have a part to play. Praise the Lord. Lord, grace to play my part. In following and fulfilling your plan for my life, I receive it tonight. Are you praying? Grace to play my part 
I cannot afford to be irresponsible in this thing. I understand tonight that I have a part to play. I receive grace. I receive grace to play my part. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. I'm sure you are blessed tonight. Are you clapping for Jesus? Praise God. Amen. Let me announce to you that this is your night. Amen. Before this month is over, it will be evident that this is your night. Because the fattest testimony shall be your own. In the name of Jesus. I mean, there are things you've been searching for with tears. But this week, God will give you to you with cheers. With congratulations. Let me hear louder. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We are still fasting and praying tomorrow. I'm sure you know that. Somebody is looking at me with corner eyes now. Pastor, what do you mean? We are finished victory night. Okay, for all the workers in church, we are still fasting and praying until Saturday. The prayer points are here as God has helped us to put them together to help you and me to pray. Praise the Lord. If you need a copy, please meet us after the service and collect one. If you have misplaced your own, there is mercy tonight. You can find another one. Praise God. Amen. Never, never you say, I don't have a copy. There are copies here now. On Thursday, we have the vigil night. Let's make sure we are here, 10.30 p.m. And on Friday, we have the final Friday service for this first half of 2018. Are you glad to hear that? Amen. Wow. So like a dream in the night, half of 2018 is gone. But I know what belongs to you shall not go until it enters your hand. In the name of Jesus. So let's come together on, Friday, on Thursday and on Friday to celebrate. I think Thursday it will be Thanksgiving. We'll just be dancing all manner. There are some style you will see that day. You have not seen it before in TBLF. Amen. Praise God. Are you ready? Maybe we should take grace to dance already. Amen. Shall be a great time for you. You can invite somebody, just like we have been told, invite somebody to the service, invite somebody to victory night, invite somebody to Friday service, to vigil, to every service, any service, invite them. Praise God. And God will touch them. Praise the Lord. As we go, we go in power. We go with our testimonies. We return on Thursday and Friday refreshed, set to take delivery of our blessings again. In the name of Jesus. I pray for you. No challenge of your life will cross that gate in the name of Jesus. Whatever you have brought to Jesus, the Bible says, everyone that went to him, he healed them all. He touched them all. This victory hour, whatever is a challenge in your life, you shall look for it, you shall not find it again. Like a dream of the night, it shall fade away. Go in peace, return with testimonies. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Let's share the grace in fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit 
be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Actually, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Congratulate your neighbor. Our bountiful harvest is sure as you commit to tirelessly labor for souls. Congratulate your neighbor. Your breakthrough is now. Your victory is now. Congratulate your neighbor. Your victory is now. Your breakthrough is now. Go in peace.